I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of librarians out there that have things that they need to do for their libraries and their programming, and they're not quite sure how to go about it. And I just think that that framework really puts everything into its, its own little pieces that you can start to pull from. And um, I just felt more confident in what I was doing because I had this tool and the, it's a professional item. That framework is a professional piece and it's, and it's from a respected and recognized organization. Hello friends and welcome to season six of the Future Ready Librarian podcast series, Leading from the Library. This is a podcast for all librarians wherever you are in your journey. It is filled with amazing guests, important topics, and engaging conversations that will inspire, engage, and support all of us as Future Ready Librarians. I am your host, Shannon McClintock-Miller. I am the District Teacher Librarian at Van Meter Community School in Van Meter, Iowa, and I serve as the Future Ready Librarian Spokesperson. I have the pleasure working within my librarian school community and also with others around the country and world through Future Ready Librarian events, conferences, consulting, writing, and more. I am honored to bring these voices on our podcast to all of you and it's so good to have my friend Nadine on our first one of season six today. So welcome, Nadine. Thank you, Shannon. Excited to be here. I am so excited. And, and when I was talking to Nadine about what we were going to talk about, I'm really looking forward to kicking off our new season with this conversation about how she used the Future Ready Librarian Framework for a peer collaboration project. So we're going to hear about that today, but let's start just by having you introduce yourself and, and tell us where you work a little bit about the work that you do in libraries. Sure. Uh, I am, I just switched to a new school district after, oh my, 20 some years in one, in one school district. And uh, so I am at a smaller suburban school in Pennsylvania where uh, I just started in October and uh, I love it. It's a nice small school and um the school that I left where I did this project, that was a bigger urban district in Pennsylvania. So, uh, yes, yeah, so I made that switch after a very long time. I bet you're loving it. I, I know that Van Meter, like it's a small, you know, school that is in a little town and just so fun to work with like all the kids and, and get to know the teachers so well in a smaller school. Yes, absolutely. It's a, a, a big difference between 900, almost 900 students to barely 400 students. So it's oh, quite, quite an adjustment. Great. I love that. Are you celebrating Read Across America this week? Yes. Yes, we are. And so it's my first one in this school. And uh, I didn't want to do any big changes. I kind of just took the lead from what they've done in the past and said, great, sounds wonderful. Just count me in. Oh, I bet they're loving that. That's so exciting. Well, let's talk about what you did with the Future Ready Librarian Framework. Okay. So 
just like we all have to do uh, in in our profession, we need an observation. We need we, part of our our teacher, you know, the, our observation schedule. So this project that I did, I did last school year. So the twenty, I did it in the spring, uh, presented in the spring of twenty twenty two. So it was the twenty twenty one twenty two school year, and I was on the rotation of peer collaboration or an action research project. So um, I thought, what can I do? Um, I always want to do something that is going to highlight what the librarianship, uh, what the profession is and how can I, how can I increase it? So I use the framework in my own personal teaching. And I use it to just kind of structure, you know, where I'm going. So I figured, perfect. Why don't let's, how can I use the framework that's already in place, that's been put together by just so many amazing people, use it and bring it more to light. Uh, so I just reached out to some of my librarian colleagues and said, hey, we always talk about the framework. We have it posted in our libraries. So what are we going to do with it? You know, it, it right now it's in it's for our eyes only, but it's not meant to be just for our eyes. I don't think so. That's when we I decided to just bring some colleagues on board, and we went ahead and used the framework to create this peer collaboration project. And it was it was very eye-opening. We enjoyed it a lot. I know that you focused especially on two different wedges. So how did you decide that? And, and what were the wedges that you focused on? Yeah, so we focused on the wedges of use in space and time and budget and resources. And the reason why we picked those two was because we felt those were the two wedges that needed the most areas of growth. And for, for us, and I, I think you can agree with this too, Shannon, the framework, it's a tool for not only just for librarians, but also for your administrators, for your stakeholders. And um, it's a way to shape and guide conversation towards advocacy, really. And so when we looked at all the wedges, we decided on those two because the other wedges we felt were pretty solid already in place. And um, so we focused on use of space and time simply because we had a lot of areas in our school, in our school district where um, there were inconsistent schedules and inconsistent budgets. So we just wanted to say, hey, let's take a deeper dive and bring to light why this might be happening and what can we do about that. And then um, the, the, the space and time wedge, we had inconsistent schedules and we had some spaces that were not uh, like student friendly, they were 
uh, they were in need of some love, like attention, you know, maybe some updated um, decor or, you know, better shelving, shelving that maybe was not, you know, in the best of, of shape. Just so, so we just wanted to bring to light those particular areas and what we could do to advocate for, uh, for everybody, really. So then as you gathered this up, like I, I find this so productive and interesting because as you gathered not only the research that you were doing and the information or changes that you wanted to make, then when you presented it, was it to your administrators? Was it to a committee? Like how then was that information shared with your community? So we did present it um, partway through the project. We presented it to upper administrators somewhere towards like maybe the halfway mark. And that way we could tell them where we were going, what, what we generated already as far as the research that we did with our historical budget. Uh, we went back and looked um, historically where we've been. So we wanted to bring that to our administrators early on in the project so that at the end of the project, we still had a few months to go. That way we could see if there would be any changes. We needed to give, you know, the people that we were presenting it to, we needed to give them time to absorb the information and see what they could do with it. Um, so then at the very end of the project, we then turned around and presented it again to our principals, who is ultimately the ones doing the observation. So, so that's who, that's who we put it in front of. That's so exciting. And then, you know, I work with a school district um, in Long Island, and we've done some neat work the last few years on just updating their libraries and adding furniture. And, you know, one of the, I think the most like exciting parts was that collaboration that went on between the principals, the superintendent and the librarians, because they were able to discuss things like you know, the space of where the shelves are, the size of the tables or the shape of them, and even the color, you know, like, does it go with like our school themes? And it's really, I think, successful and exciting when it can be a collaborative effort because we want our spaces, you know, to be the heart of our school. But in that, we need to do this through collaboration. And so I think using the framework is a perfect way to do that, to have those conversations too. Yeah, and that framework is what guided our conversation. And because for a while, and I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of librarians out there that have things that they need to do for their libraries and their programming, and they're not quite sure how to go about it. And I just think that that framework really puts everything into its, its own little pieces that you can start to pull from. And um, I just felt more confident in what I was doing because I had this tool and the, it's a professional item. That framework is a professional piece and it's, and it's from a respected and recognized organization. So it's not like it's 
the framework was something we just put together, you know, just for this project. It's something that's already been in place. Uh, so you can't really, um, you know, argue with how how relevant it is because it's just a, a wonderful, wonderful tool. Well, and one of the best things too is that no matter what role you serve in a school, there is a framework to support your role. And so as administrators, they have their own framework in Future Ready, which also is that space and time. And so when we can sit down and we can show them how we can support not only their needs, but the needs of the school and the teachers and everyone, but also showing that collaboration and and how those overlap within our libraries and within our framework, I think speaks to our administrators because they also can understand within theirs and within that wording and the leadership that they hold within schools, um, how we can as librarians, you know, truly support them, not only in the two wedges that you pulled out, but those go together in making that a whole in what we do as librarians. And so I'm sure that they were impressed and loved that as well. They, they did. And um, part of the presentation, what we what we did with the project, we took, some of us had 50 minute library periods. And some of us in other schools only had 30. Now we're talking at the elementary level. We're not talking at the, the high school, middle school level. So at the elementary level, um, some of us were able to do way more things because we had more time. And that has just been something that has been ongoing for many, many, many years. So I've been, I was a librarian at that school for 12 years. And this is the first time that I really delved into a project like that. So it's something that we were we knew needed to be addressed at some point for the benefit of the students. So, and what was wonderful was at the end of the school year, we were heard, the administrators were heard. And so, or the, the librarians were heard and all of us got more than 30 minutes. Oh, uh, so yeah, and that, was something that we just, uh, you just take those little wins. And uh, so, because what we did with the presentation was we showed them the differences between what can I do in a 50 minute period versus what somebody was missing out on, what were the other students in the schools that were only getting 30. Um, so that was, that was fantastic. So there was some positive change that came out of this. Well, I, and, you know, and also when we think about this, like in the defense of, of, you know, administrators or teachers or whomever, a lot of times don't know what librarians can do. And the skill set that we have and these unique things that we can bring to our students. And so advocating through this tool and just marketing the way that librarians can have an impact on our kids and our teachers is also something that we all need to remember. You know, every year we need to do that because it's it's really important for us to not only be heard, but have a seat at the table when it comes to the success of our kids. Mm -hmm. Yes, ab absolutely. And um, 
we we just really we really had a great time. It was eye opening not only for our administrators but even for us because it gave us a chance to reflect on our programming and where do we want to go next. So it was just a, a wonderful uh, way to just work together, and I really enjoyed it. And I think um, you know next. This is my first year at my new school, so um, I already had a regular traditional observation, but now I'm thinking, hey, I have this tool. Now I'm going to take this and make it either an action research project or another peer collaboration. You know, I was actually going to ask you that. I was going to say, so now you're at a new school and I mean, what a great thing to bring to them as well, because this fits with, it doesn't matter how big or small or where you're at or what kind of school that you work in, it works for everyone. And so that I think is so exciting. I know that in our school, like every year we do our professional development plan and I always tie in different parts of the Future Ready Librarian framework because it's something that is unique to us, but again, that we can then tie into the goals of everyone else in our school. And so it makes it something that is not, make doesn't make it easier for us, but it makes sense, I think, especially to us, but it makes sense too, when we're having those conversations and observations with our admin as well. Good for you. I love that. And I can't, I can't wait like in a year to catch up and, and just to hear, you know, how it goes. Are you the only librarian within your school district or are there others too? Uh, there are others. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a smaller district, but, um, but I'm having a great time so far. And um, so at the end of the presentation or at the end of the whole project, um, of course, what what is it that we always should do? We should continue to reflect and then not only just reflect, but then go back and say, okay, what else has occurred since then? So I reached out to some of my librarian colleagues from my old district, and um, there are still some, there are some wonderful changes that have happened. Um, some ESSER funding was secured. Uh, so there's that budget and resources wedge. Um, and the one librarian is she is super excited because her space got some love. It um, there was there was um, a wall that was put up many, many, many years ago. And she wasn't able, the, the library that was in that space for, you know, a decade or more, the students were never able to sit down at a table. They always had to have instruction seat, seated on the floor. So um, after this presentation, some some of the, that wall came down and she was able to get tables. And I reached out to her just recently and she goes, I love my new space. She says, I can now host our PD you know, events. And, um, and she says, and the kids have tables to sit at. So she's like, amazing. She's so grateful. And it does help. I mean, just like you said, like it is a amazing tool to use to open up that communication and to get things done for our kids Mm -hmm. and our libraries. Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. And one of the other libraries um, has new shelving coming because it was the shelving at the old, the other library was just in really bad shape. And um, so I, we all like to think that this project kind of, you know, got things moving a little bit. And um, so for anybody who's looking to have a peer collaboration project using the framework, I say, go for it. Um, a lot of the work is already done. You you have the framework itself and you just have to just plug in the pieces that work for you. And um, we, did, we did a little bit of research. We had to dig into historical, you know, budgeting, um, go back a few years and seek consistencies or inconsistencies in the budget and uh, see which schedules were uh, needed to be more consistent with everybody else's. So yeah, it worked out really well. That's so great. I well, and just for the people who are listening, you can get to not only the framework online and we have a futurity librarian playbook, but there's also not only Nadine's amazing podcast today, but there have been webinars over these wedges. There are also articles and case studies, just great things that people have shared. And, you know, it's also just a good thing too when you're doing something like this to ask in the Future Ready Librarian um, Facebook group of things that people have done or on Twitter using like the hashtag because there are just great stories that are out there of even little changes that have made such a huge difference. And in our library, we have a very small library at our school in Van Meter, and we've done a lot of little changes this year. And it's amazing sometimes how those even make a huge difference. And so anyone can do this. And the things that you do will definitely be something that will be rewarded, you know, within our job as librarians. Absolutely. I really enjoyed, I enjoyed working with my colleagues. Oh, and I'm, and congrats on your new job. I can't wait to follow your journey and to see all the great things you do, Nadine. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I know that for our listeners, it's just so inspiring to hear Nadine's story and the stories that other librarians share in our Future Ready Librarian podcast series. So you're going to be able to find Nadine's information attached to this podcast, along with resources and a certificate of professional development that you can download and fill out to use. As always, thank you to all of our listeners for joining us for this episode of the sixth season of the Future Ready Librarian podcast series, Leading from the Library. And a very special thank you to our sponsors, Follett. You make a difference in our library schools and within our lives and that of our students every day. We appreciate everything that you do. I hope you take what you learn in today's podcast and put it to use within your practice as a future ready librarian. Until next time, friends, keep finding ways to lead within and from your library.